Bother Productions presents In Conclusion We Digress. The best hour of your life you'll never get back. Welcome back to In Conclusion We Digress. Thanks again for joining us and hope you guys are having a good week, doing well. We have a very special episode planned for you guys this week. We have two of our new friends joining us on the podcast tonight, Emily and Chris from The Conspiracy Club. We're going to talk to them about some very exciting conspiracy theories and get into a lot of fun stuff with them in just a brief minute. But before we get into that interview, we have to introduce the guys, as always, from the other side of the Hudson. We have Carl. So, Carl, how are your plants doing this week, man? Hey, how's it going? Uh, my plants are doing great. Thanks for asking. Oh, that's, that's good. That's <laughs> Can we good. get a weekly check on Carl's plants? I think we have to. Carl, Carl, yeah, I think to that's to provide that easily. You have to start measuring them, too. Did they take bubble baths? Well, let's or not get carried away. Height like, and girth. Did they take Ew. bubble baths or showers? This week, Carl, just be like, how are your plants? They're they are germinating. They don't take baths, Mike. Duh. Get it, German? No one. Yeah, no, we got it. It was terrible. It was bad. It was, it was pretty good. <laughs> We've been knocked down from a meme lord to a meme youngling prior, to, like with Anakin walking in to the I'm temple. Sorry, I'm, just... I'm sorry, only the grandmaster of the meme temple can make such a demotion so you're a measly meme surf it's also oh, high know? listeners the upper east side boys well, that, makes you, that, makes you the, <laughs> that makes you the turds of whatever the meme surfs crap out after taco night oh that was, it's done that was a long yeah we just got a little time. tangential there i was gonna say yes to kyle's point the pens <laughs> from the upper east side are also here if you didn't know that already so that <laughs> kyle and mike you guys how is everything going on the Upper East Side? Did, did you guys replace the French press? Did that? Yeah, we did, yes. Yeah, Good. we fixed Mike's idiocy. And also, I believe, if I take one earphone off, there is like a full-on fight going on outside our apartment, so that's it. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. That's always yeah. good. Yeah. It is the original French press, okay? Air quotes, if you couldn't hear them through the microphone. Well, our original uh, one is 20,000 pieces now, so yeah. I don't think it, it was that exploded. many. Yeah, <laughs> I must have tapped it on something. Okay, that's, that's that was my bad, guys. I've been thinking about something really weird, though, uh, outside of the French press debacle. I haven't worn socks in, like, a really long time. Is anybody have else wearing flip-flops? Because uh, I've been wearing flip-flops every day. I just haven't worn socks. Like, I've been wearing shoes that do not require socks for the last... I'm wearing socks know. every day like a normal, well-adjusted human being. No, no, I, so I, I do see Mike's point, though. I do wear socks when I'm... When I'm outside in our, our turf roof space though all like working out or whatever or like earlier today i was having a a good old baseball catch with my two favorite people it's like what seven feet like long like, like a soft toss it was nice it's 20 <laughs> something feet it was a soft toss mike dropped it several times which was on brand but reminisced me back to the time where mike threw the ball into the canal here on spring break Oh, yeah. We get a word check on reminisced. That was a very sad time for me, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> to lose the one baseball I brought to Florida. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Attend the support group with the people who were affected by me dropping the French press, okay? You, the baseball, and the French press people, all right? And everybody else that I've wronged in my bitch. life. It's yet, it's yet another baseball lost in Florida because so many of them go over the Marlins fence and not for them. That, that's accurate. Got to go to Tom, last but not least, our flip-flop king. As I was going to say, too, Tom, to your flip-flop point, I remember you, even freshman year of college, always wearing flip-flops. Oh, Summer, yeah. winter, spring, that's just your thing. 
Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a big thong guy. I used to slip the flip flops on and and run down to math class. Yeah, they're trusty. I love them. So I noticed that you said you're a big thong guy, and then you referred to the flip flops as a different thing. So does that mean that it's yeah. like yeah, There's no? multiple. Okay. <laughs> dude that's a kill dude tom that was a killer comeback man you put kyle in a body bag there <laughs> i mean if if i was gonna say i'm a big banana hammock guy i'd just go out and say it i'm really i'm really ready to uh, open up my mind's eye and get freaked out a little bit today yeah so definitely uh, we're excited to have emily and chris from conspiracy club I already alluded to that they're going to be our first guests here on inclusion we digress and they're actually new to the podcast seems similar to us and they like conspiracy theories just like we do so we're excited to have them on and talk about a lot of things but pat i'll actually pass it to you because you actually brought them to our attention they're friends of yours so maybe you can give a little more context to who well, they are and how they kind of important note not friends co-workers co-workers, co-workers. co-workers yeah. yes <laughs> please but but yes they uh they do work in our my section of my department at work. Uh, they actually, it, it, uh, genuine, they are good friends of mine. So yeah, um, they actually, believe it or not, had the idea to start a podcast first. So I will give them the credit where credit is due. But they, they've had a little bit, uh, they're, they're trying to get it off the ground right now. And uh, I think the interview went a long way to accomplishing that. So. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to actually pass things off to them and, and get that interview started. So we'll catch up with you guys after the interview is done. Welcome back. We are very excited to be joined this evening by Emily and Chris, two friends of ours who have just launched their own conspiracy podcast called Conspiracy Club. As everyone knows who's listened to us, we on Inclusion We Digress love conspiracy theories, and we're excited to have both Emily and Chris on to deep dive into some more conspiracy theories here tonight. So I'm actually going to pass things off to Emily and Chris. I'd love to hear brief intros about yourselves. If you could tell us a little bit more about your new podcast, that'd be great. And then we can dive right in and talk about some of the top conspiracy theories on your mind. So I'll pass things off to you guys. Thanks, Dan. We're uh, very happy to be here. So I'm Emily, and I'm one of the co-hosts of Conspiracy Club. I live in New York City, but I did escape about two months ago. So I'm in Pennsylvania at my parents right now. Just trying to keep sane, keep happy. Yeah, Chris, I'll pass it to you. Yeah, so I'm Chris. Uh, I'm also, I live in the city. I went out to the country, upstate in Rockland, for all you people from Long Island. I'm up here, hanging out, waiting for this to all be over, so. How do we know you guys? Oh, yeah, we are both Pat's coworkers. Yeah. So exciting. Not friends, though, just coworkers. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sorry. I was going to make sure that that was known to everyone. On behalf of the podcast and the people who are forced to be his friends, we're terribly sorry. I've been, his coworker for, I've been his coworker for two months, and it's been just nothing but, ho- but horrible. Just a horrible Did my experience. parents stop uh, sending you checks? Yeah, no, seriously. I've been meaning to talk to them about that. Uh, it's like the Milton from Office Space thing. I think they just assume that it'll take care of itself. Emily, it'd be great if you guys could give us a brief synopsis or overview of what you guys talk about on your podcast. Maybe a brief preview. I know you guys have uh, one episode that's been recorded so far, so any little uh, thing you can give us there would be great. Sure, yeah. We want to dive into all of the crazy conspiracy theories out there from, you know, the big stuff like, did we walk on the moon to the little stuff, which our first episode has, you know, who is Khloe Kardashian's dad and all the different rumors out there. So we uh, tell each other a different conspiracy theory 
every episode and um, kind of dig into the weird, the crazy, and what's actually going on out there. You guys, did you guys talk about like obviously the moon landing is probably one of the bigger ones. So it's like a healthy mix between some of the bigger ones that the whole population may have heard, like oh the jet fuel doesn't melt, steel beams, 9/11. I'm sure um, yeah. another big one. We try to keep a balance between like serious heavy big ones and kind of the funny random little ones and especially at times like this when everyone's stuck inside and the world's a scary place we try to bring kind of the absurd and the ridiculousness that comes with conspiracy theories we try to bring that fun to the to the podcast yeah but we're excited to obviously talk to you guys about some of the conspiracy theories that are on top of mind for you guys so i mean emily or chris let us know what's top of mind and what's what are you guys thinking about in terms of conspiracy theories yeah, what's got you? Uh, what's got you crazy lately? What's 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 happening? <laughs> okay, so Emily, you want to start? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's gotten me crazy is I started reading about the Mandela effect, which I'll go into, and then it got me down a real dark hole of like different timelines and false realities. And um, I discovered that if I'm ever going to be part of a cult and like really follow leadership, it's going to be about alternate realities and timelines. So I'll dive right in. So the Mandela effect is basically the idea that um, people have these false memories that something you're 100% sure of in your mind that happened and it's incorrect. So it's called the Mandela effect also off of um, Nelson Mandela, obviously. So he died in 2013, but there's like a large number of people that are very sure they remember him dying in the 80s. They remember him being in prison and there being a televised funeral and that he died. And obviously that's just not true, but people, you know, really believe it. So this has kind of led itself to um, different like pop culture things, or I have some examples here that I can go through with you guys, but, um, and I'm sure this happens in people's like everyday minds where you think something happened one way and it just didn't. So I'm going to like do a little quiz with you guys. Okay. So someone, how would you spell Looney Tunes? Like, how's the logo? Kyle's not going to – I forbid Kyle from answering this. Yeah, I did the research on this before, so I won't answer. Kyle can't answer. No, I think we should should have Tommy answer this. Yeah, Tommy. Oh, God, I'm mute. God damn it. Sorry, I'm on my phone. I'll go with a L-O-O-N-E-Y space T-U-N-E-S. Is that – Glad you included the space. That's correct, which is annoying because you were supposed to guess T-O-O-N-S. (laughs) When, oh, before shit. I did the research, <laughs> and when that came up, I was a hundred percent positive it was T O O N S. Me too. Hundred percent. Maybe for people who are more unfamiliar with it, it would, you know, that the answer that I gave would probably seem more complicated more because you're you're closer to it, right? You're con- you've constantly yeah. been exposed to it growing up, whereas I haven't. I guess that kind of explains itself or could my brain would just assume that I was right. I'm still not ready to believe you guys because honestly, I'm, I'm picturing myself sitting on my couch, homesick from school air quotes on the homesick from school thing and watching Looney Tunes and then seeing that like circular bullseye thing. And it's got two O's and I am in my brain, which is, I get the whole Mandela effect thing is crazy, but like that's all, that's the only thing I can see. The idea of you telling me that there's a U, even though, like, logically, yes, that makes 100% sense and it should be a U. I cannot, like, like, seven-year-old me memory cannot remember that at all. Yeah, even Chrissy Teigen's daughter's name is Luna, and she calls her Tunes after Looney Tunes and spells it T-O-O-N-S. 
Hmm. Chris, Chrissy Teigen's perfect, so, you know. Yeah, but what about uh, the stuff that just happened with her? Yeah, I was going to say, she steals recipes. <laughs> oh, my God, that drama? No, that was really sad. I can't talk about that. That was she's really the, sad. And also, that was not Chrissy Teigen's fault at she's all. The Dane Cook of, uh, she's the Dane Cook of recipes. She did not steal recipes. Yeah. She was going to executive produce that oh, girl's show, and, she was, and the other girl was being Guys, a bitch, but let's move on. First, you hated Taylor Swift, and now Chrissy Teigen. I don't know if I can put my name on this podcast. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I kind of figured it was spelled T-U-N-E-S because in college I had uh, I somehow came across a Michael Jordan Looney Tunes jersey for oh, Halloween. Tune squad. That's a good point. Okay, then I have another one for you. What about Oscar Mayer? How do I spell it? Yeah. O-S-C-A-R-M-E-Y-E-R. No, it, it's Oscar Mayer. M-A-Y-E-R. Yep. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it just proves that <laughs> proves that white people have an unlimited way to spell anyway. <laughs> They're all like spelling too. Which There's so many ways to spell Meyer. It's ridiculous. This is okay. Last one. The peanut butter, the famous peanut butter that begins with a J. What's the name of that? J. Gif. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Zuckerberg, easy there. <laughs> So there's a handful of people, me being one of them, that would swear it's Jiffy. Well, it's Skippy and it's Jiff. I think that's, Maybe that's why. makes the double association there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when I was researching this, so obviously you remember things in your head that they're not true, but you can swear, you can swear you're sitting on your couch looking at Looney Tunes and it's two O's and it's not true. So I did a weird like side thought process of how unreliable lie detectors are because if you believe something's true it'll come up true even if it's not true yep because it's all in your body side note because i'm a true crime person so i, w I like wanted to get into what you were saying with your memory like you can fool yourself yeah so i i, I was doing some research too because this was like so I, I did a little bit of research and it was really interesting so i went all the way down the rabbit hole in in cases where there are exonerations 70 percent of dna exonerations in any type of case are based upon our, our convictions based upon eyewitness testimony. So that just like proves you don't know what you saw. No. So your I thought mind, that was really crazy. Even if like you are hundred percent sure your mind plays games or it associates things and yeah. Yeah. I've I seen 12 angry cool. So I know oh God. Uh, I think my cousin Vinny <laughs> is a better example of that, Patrick. It's a more Obviously. modern, it's a more modern example. So there's this organization called the European Organization for Nuclear Research, and it has physicists from 60 countries and 600 institutions that explore the structure of the universe. So um, the whole belief is that they are running experiments that are causing these different timelines and different um, kind of paths. And as someone that watches The Flash and I've been watching The Avengers lately, I'm like here for this. I think there's all these alternate realities and different universes and that some main things are the same but they're slightly different like in a different universe we might have been in they it might have been called jiff and not jiff or sorry jiffy and not jiff and one of the main theories with this is that there's we are entered an alternate timeline where trump became president and i don't want to get too political here but um they there's quotes where there's speeches from Trump where they reference things that like let me find it it didn't totally happen like a terrorist attack in Sweden Sweden and Muslims cheering in the streets after 9-11 and the theory behind it is that in the timeline that 
he's from, those things actually happened. No, but like on the practicality side of it, like anything that doesn't make sense or whatever, you can just be like, oh, it's from a different timeline. Like that doesn't, that's, doesn't make sense. But um, if you look at it, like they attribute that to when the Chicago Cubs were in the World Series, they're like, all of a sudden this team's good after like a hundred years. They're like, that's from a different timeline, which is that just luck or an excuse? We may never know. They built that team. They built that team. I don't know. I followed them in the years leading up. I was very passionate about it. Wow, you just hit a chord. That's the first time anyone's ever hit such a chord talking about the Chicago Cubs. Dan and I are Mets fans, so we, we understand any pain that you have. Uh, this is a safe space. Bro, I'm a Yankees fan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what if all this, like, fake stuff happening? What if this is just, like, back to the future where he messes up the timelines in the future? What if there's time travel and they're just messing it all up and you're just remembering stuff from previous? So is that what you're – is that what uh, you're alluding to, Emily? Or is it like more of like a multiverse thing? Or is it like a, a so time there, travel kind of thing with, with that? Yeah, there's theories of multiverse and different like you make you know, a decision and it takes you on a different path. And then there's also theories of time travelers and exactly what Chris said. Someone goes back and changes one thing and it changes the future. But in your mind, you still remember what it was. So there's definitely those theories, um, which of course I'm, I find fascinating. And there's also theories that as always, this is black magic and witchcraft at its finest. Because, of course, if you're going to have black magic, you're going to change the spelling of Looney Tunes and nothing else. Just to be extra evil. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where you're going to hit it. That's kind of the whole effect. I found it super interesting because it's, there's kind of two parts to it. There's the practicality part of how our minds work and the psychology behind it. And then there's, like, the conspiracy theory the wacky um, like sci-fi part of different timelines and time travel and how, um, you know, what if one decision you make or there are different alternate universes where we're all doing a podcast about something else or things are a little different and a little off. So I definitely found it interesting. My thoughts are mostly it talks more to the psychology of people's brains, but there's like a like 5% part of me that's not ready to rule out any like crazy time travel things. Yeah. So like when I was doing some research too, it was, they were talking about how this has a lot to do with specifically, you have several, so there's several different types of memory and like this specifically has to do with what's referred to as your episodic memory, remembering a series of events and a sequence of things and then all the conditions surrounding that. And scientists, best way to explain, you know, quote unquote, explain this away because I do love a multiverse theory is that in your episodic memory, you're activating so many different parts of your brain to record this information when your brain goes to go, oh shit, I need to pull back like the smell and the color of the wall and this and the that. Da, 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 da. Sometimes it just makes assumptions and doesn't get them right based upon your like sense of self. Um, and I thought that was really cool that it's just like your brain is basically just a supercomputer and it's, we don't understand it, but sometimes it's just like, ah, fuck it, blue. Like, <laughs> so it's like so, RAM and I, like, like RAM, yeah. RAM, yeah, and you're like, deep storage hard drive and RAM, which is what you could access immediately. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, that was, that was very interesting. So they did a study in the, in the eighties where they had asked a bunch of people in their forties to recount crimes they had quote unquote committed when they were young adults. 70% of these people admitted after multiple interviews with leading questions that they did it. That's so much. And they had never done even anything remotely close to it Mm. 
So, and, and the people even created like these really rich details and backstories and saying like what they stole and how much it was worth and how they sold it and, you know, like all, how they got away and like all this crazy stuff. So I, I, I think it's like really cool to, to look at like the science behind it and then also think, well, this could also totally be explained by a multiverse theory. Like it just says it, they're, they're both like annoyingly applicable. So I like the multiverse thing. I obviously, I definitely want it to be that because that'd be so freaking cool. But so I was looking into this a little bit. There's like a bigger uh, phenomenon too that spans part of it. So the Mandela effect is like the colloquial name for false memories, right? So the, there's a false memory syndrome where people's entire personalities and um, relationships are based off of these false memories and like this Mandela effect which is completely insane. But the reason why they've come to it, and it goes to what you said about that experiment that they ran with uh, getting people to admit to crimes, basically the human memory is so suggestible that if you give it enough information, it will fill in the gaps based off of like previous things that have happened to them. And it will embed itself so deeply into the brain. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, these entire people, um, there's like, there's an actual like diagnosable disease. Like you can be diagnosed with false memory syndrome, which means you're essentially living. Like your entire being is based off of a Mandela effect type like view of the world. You're based off a bunch of presuppositions, essentially. Well, it's like a psychosis, no? In a way, no. Yeah. It's more of a kind of. It's more of like you've just been conditioned or suggested to do something so much, and that maybe your brain is a little bit less. I don't want to use the word independent, like resistant to suggestion would be maybe what I would say. It's sort of like a fringe thing too. They're, they're kind of yeah. trying to determine if it's an actual real ability, but there is like a lot of evidence pointing to it. I mean, obviously I'm not scientific enough to be able to fully explain it, but a lot of it just comes from the fact that it's, it comes out of abuse and whatnot, which usually is the root cause of a lot of, but Bad yeah, that'd be trauma. pretty, that'd be pretty nuts. I mean, it kind of messes me up a lot thinking about, I know the one that you showed me, Kyle, which I, I knew because I'm a nerd, but it always freaks me out every time. It's the Luke, I am your father, which I think is like the most quote, misquoted line in cinema of all time. Yep. He ne never actually said it, just says, yeah. I am your father, right? And that, that's no. something, I mean, I think every person in this room, in this Zoom room, has said that at some point in their life. So we're Star Wars nerds, so I knew that they never actually said that. Yes. I took one psychology class, so basically you can take every word I, I say for gospel. Yes, doctor. Um, my personal opinion, and this is could be no way correct, it's just, it just is attributed to the imperfections of the human brain. I forget who, I don't know if this is a psychologist or, or, or someone, but basically how the reality exists isn't how we understand it. It's just an interpretation of reality through our brains. That's, what, that's our understanding. We don't know how the, wor the, the world actually is as it is. Does that make sense? It's pretty lit. So, I mean, it's good to make the comparison between, you know, brain as a supercomputer, but, you know, it's a little bit more, there's a little bit more room for error, I think. So what's next? Um, what's, all what? good points. And I, I... I'm so curious. Yeah. Go, Chris. Oh, there we go. Okay. I was on mute all this time. Cool. Sorry, I was on mute. Uh, okay. So <laughs> mine is Stevie Wonder is not blind. Now, you guys all know Stevie Wonder, right? world famous like i don't even know like singer musician etc just famous for being blind he was um as a kid he's born in michigan he was born premature by six weeks and along with an oxygen rich atmosphere in the hospital incubator it resulted in 
a condition in which the growth of the eyes is aborted and causes the retinas to detach, which caused his blindness. Now, everybody goes through all these years thinking, oh, he's blind. He's so talented. Obviously, he's amazingly talented. Great songwriter. So over the years, people have come out with stories saying, oh, he's not blind. And videos pointing out that he is either not blind or he knows what's going around him. One example is a story about in December, Shaq came out with it saying he walks up to an elevator. He's at like some casting place and Stevie Wonder walks into the building, walks up right next to Shaq and not knowing like Shaq didn't see him. Stevie's walking up behind him. He goes, Stevie, hey, Shaq, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, Stevie didn't. And then Stevie presses <laughs> the uh, elevator button to get on the elevator and gets on. Shaq's just standing there in be- bewilderment like, the hell did he know I was there? He probably smelt all the ice he had and knew. <laughs> Don't forget the Buick smell that he has in the parking lot. That's oh, yeah. Thing. Dude, did you see actually random Snoop Dogg's in the general commercials now? Snoop Dogg. Uh, no. Dude, when you need money for weed, you need money for weed. <laughs> How does he need money for weed? He, he probably has so much. He's just fucking bored. He's doing a show with Martha Stewart. Do you think he's not bored? That's crazy. No, they're best friends. Yeah, they've both been to prison. Uh, no, actually, Snoop Dogg's been to prison, but... That's no, Martha Stewart was in... Did, did you go to White Collar? Oh, she was... Ho- she was ho- uh, yeah, House Stewart. Technically, it was still prison. Oh, she went to prison, too, yeah. yeah she went and to federal to- prison. It was just white people. So she's, white she's harder than Snoop Dogg. She has <laughs> rep. She's harder than Snoop Dogg. She didn't, she didn't snitch on anybody. Fuck that rainbow-looking motherfucker. All right, back to this. Back to Snoop. Another story. Lionel Richie, famous singer. So one day, I think this was in the 80s, Stevie invites Lionel over. He's like, oh, you want to listen to my new song? For some reason, Stevie says, oh, let's get in my car. First of all, like when I was reading this, why the hell does Stevie, Stevie Wonder have a car and he's blind by himself in his house? Unless it's like his wife or something. Does he have a chauffeur? Know. Unless he has a driver. Yeah, a chauffeur. That yeah, unless he has a driver. He's like, your bu- he's like Alfred, basically, from Batman. He has a 1,200-acre <laughs> front lawn, and they let him just... Hit the pedal to the metal, or maybe, or maybe Reese Bobby from Talladega Nights taught him how to drive blindfolded. <laughs> so he gets. This is a story that Lionel told an American Idol. So uh, he gets in the car. He starts playing the music. All of a sudden, Stevie Wonder starts up the car and starts reversing it down the driveway. And and Lionel turns and goes, Stevie, what the what the fuck are you doing? Like. You're blind. And Stevie goes, ah, gotcha. And just continues to reverse down the driveway. And that's where he ended the story. Which is like the most ludicrous thing. Like, how is this not? There's clearly more, more to that story. And he is depriving the world of it. That's all. I know, right? Like, I want to know what's beyond going backwards in a car. Wouldn't that and be there's an other insane sh- party trick, though? Like if, like, if you were blind and you just learned how to do one thing really well that you usually would require, like, <laughs> he memorized, like, he knows, like, I gotta go for, like, ten seconds straight, then, like, a slight right for another five seconds. Like, if you learned how to do that, like, parallel park blind, people would be so fucking confused forever. <laughs> and you only do it in your driveway, too, so you have to make elaborate excuses not to do it in anybody else's driveway. Who wouldn't do that here? Because if that was me and I was in his situation, I would thousand percent do like six or seven weird things that would confuse everyone all the time here's another one this is actually a video on youtube um a couple of years ago he did a concert with paul mccartney and at the end of the concert you can see like a microphone falling down and just at the tidbit at the end of it they switch the camera right before this happens you could see him lunge and grab the microphone with his hand and he's like looking at the microphone as it's falling 
it falls and he lunges and grabs it. It's crazy. Yeah. He's not blind. It's like some brute. No, he's definitely not blind. I think that, confer- that last one confirms it. I believe Shaq more than anybody else, but. No, he went to the Tiger King place. Who's yeah, there's oh, yeah. the weird sex cult one, not the not the actual joke. Yeah, Doc Antle. Sex cult, yeah, that one. Doc Antle. Yeah. I'm mad confused right now. What? It's, uh, you didn't see That's the Tiger King? No. Oh, what? you should see that. Chris, you should totally. It's the most ridiculous six hours of your life. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you want to know what I've been doing in quarantine? I've been watching NASCAR. I've been listening to the EDM. I built a, a squat rack. The EDM. <laughs> The EDM. How are you watching NASCAR? They haven't been racing. I've been watching like '80s and '90s NASCAR. Oh, uh, they were, they I, they they had a replay of like a '90s truck series event on yesterday. I was like, what the? He likes to bore himself in a time machine. So, is it possible? I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I actually agree with you. It's strong evidence. But is it possible that he's just that lucky that he's able to sense that the person, like in the Shaq story, for example, that the person in front of him is just like a seven foot giant, and you just assume it's probably Shaq because there's not many seven foot guys <laughs> in the world. No, that kind of makes sense. Like, uh, what's the thing? Once you lose like a sense, you kind of develop your other senses. So I guess he somehow remembered what Shaq smells like or feels <laughs> like. He could feel his presence in the forest. <laughs> I don't think it's plausible, but like, I guess anything's possible. But Yeah, I know, right? The, just the, the, the story of him driving down his driveway just that's one that baffles me the most. That's, it's fucked up. I don't, I don't understand that at all. If, especially if it was a stick shift car, how he got it into reverse. So the only of those stories that I heard any possible rebuttal to was the, again, the one with Shaq. Yeah. And maybe it was a, hey, Stevie, by the way, on your way to the elevator, since you're super blind, don't bump into the gigantic mountain of horse <laughs> that's out there. There's Shaq. That Wait. makes sense. So tell me if I'm off on this. Um, have you guys ever, like this is in regarding to him attempting to catch the microphone or whatever. So has this happened to any of you guys where like you're putting your phone in your pocket or something and you miss and you like flail your arms or whatever to try to so catch it and you thinking, end up catching it? Like could it could have been one of that? putting the microphone like back that? on the stand and he dropped, did he drop it or did it just it No, just it was the entire stand. It. No, so he was, a, he was probably like two, three feet away from the stand. He wasn't touching it. So I thought that was like, I was thinking that makes sense. Like I felt my phone coming on my pocket, you know, or between the car, the cushions in your car, and where it goes, and it's gone forever. Pretty much, mm-hmm. you don't take anything out of there. There's a lot of pictures on the internet of Stevie Wonder using cameras as well, which I think is a very strange thing to do. If you <laughs> I'm looking at one right now. I, I know you guys are gonna hate me for share screen, but that's Stevie Wonder holding a camera right now. <laughs> it's like an old, like one of the cameras you had to had developed too. Is he holding it in between his eyes? No, he's holding it over yeah, one eye. Yeah. Well, maybe someone is paying for point of view pictures via his eyesight, so. I'm going to mix conspiracies right here, and I got a theory, right? Oh, no. Mm. Anyone, has anyone ever seen The Matrix uh, Revolutions, which is the final Matrix? The worst, ma- the, the, the least good Matrix. Okay. So the last scene of The Matrix Revolution, Keanu Reeves is blinded. Neo is blinded. But the way he sees is by, like, he can see the matrix code and he navigates using the matrix code. So if we take Elon Musk, which we have previously discussed, <laughs> we have at we are all living in the matrix. Maybe Stevie wonder is like a receding hairline dreadlocked version of Neo from the matrix or Morpheus. So, and he can so Morpheus. I was going to say, yeah. So Morpheus. <laughs> Come on, man. 
see the code in the matrix and that is how he's doing all of these things i like that so you're saying he's a superhuman yes he's the chosen one so what is he doing about coronavirus what is superhero stevie wonder doing about coronavirus and world hunger he's sitting at home making sure people think he's still blind so he can keep his cover and they can talk about it yeah. <laughs> wait way to figure out if he's blind or not you make him put a mask on and if he takes his glasses off because they're fogging up then you know he's not blind <laughs> wait so chris was there any other examples you had of this theory being true or are those like the main three that you had those are the main three and i want to say this might have been mandela mandela effect um i swear he sent like someone brought a paternity case to him and he said those kids aren't mine they don't look like me i might be making that up which I thought was hilarious. Are you <laughs> sure it wasn't I every episode of Jerry on. Springer ever? <laughs> <laughs> that is quality TV. Come on. In conclusion on that theory, then, do you believe that that's true, that he's actually not blind? Or what are your kind of thoughts on whether or not that theory is true? To me, my guess is he had surgery or what? Like, um, I guess surgery to improve his eyesight. And he just keeps up the charade because he's built such a brand around being blind all these years that he has to keep the charade up. Because wow. he built, because back in what, the 60s, he was like 13 or 15, I forget how old, producing music, writing songs, performing. And he's like, you know, this wonder, wonder cunt. I don't know how to pronounce the word. Kind. Uh, whatever. So, <laughs> like, he builds his whole brand around being blind, making beautiful music. And then, oh, one day he could see what's the difference now between him and, like, say, another mega talented person yeah because we're all like yes oh my god he's blind it's so wonderful <laughs> he's like the Jameis winston of the music industry like he got lasik and now he's gonna <laughs> now he's gonna be sick <laughs> now he's throwing for like 30 tds and only like 15 interceptions i'm actually curious emily what do you think do you think that this theory is true or not oh totally true there's also something one of his girlfriends who weirdly like isn't named but she's like, yeah, no, he's not blind. He has pictures and art all over his house. He's very particular about things, like things that you need to see visually. I a hundred percent think he's not blind. And I, I agree with Chris that it's part of his brand. It helped him become famous because it was like a leg up on other talented people. My take on the conspiracy theory is that yes, at one point he was very blind, but then he made many millions of dollars and was like, you know, I want to see some shit again. <laughs> and then he was like, but don't tell anyone. So what do you guys think about this? What's your opinion? I'm a skeptic. I think he's probably blind. I'd actually it's... have to go with Kyle on this one. I think Ooh, that he uh, invested a little bit of money into his eyesight after the fact of uh, sliding into some wealth. No. I think he's Neo. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, what do you think now that we've heard Mike's useless opinion? Muted. Um, I think that instead of being fully blind, he just moved up a little bit on the scale to legally blind after he saved up enough money for those surgeries. <laughs> that probably he wouldn't be that far scale. off either. Yeah, because then technically if he, blind, if he drove the car, right? yeah, if he drove the car, like, you see he still, like, back up a little bit, you yeah. know? Such a sick flex, driving a car backwards. When you're blind, blind. as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right, I've seen plenty of people that can see that can't even do that. Yeah, uh, we have another conspiracy you guys wanted to share with us? Say we could do Taylor in the suitcase. Please. Oh, oh my God, please. yes. Well, okay. Before okay. we get into this. You can yell at me now. Episode two, you yell guys up, yep. all hated on Taylor Swift. And I have some words to say. First of all, 
I guess you think she went to mainstream and her music's not for you, but she's amazing. She sold I have out such blind loyalty to China. China. I can't even tell you. Oh my god! So wouldn't you sell out and make millions and just say the same phrase over and over? Yeah, but I'm not. T- I'm not her though, so I can. But her new album was not as good as her previous album. So sure. Agreed. Agreed. I like. Did you like 1989 though? Because that's pop and that's new. Yeah, that's a poppy album. I didn't mind that one at all. Okay. That was also before I like my personal opinion of her changed. But I do, I do. I will admit fully, she's incredibly talented. Did you watch Miss? What is it? Miss Americana. No, people have been telling me that I should watch it just to change my you opinion. Watch because it. as we've discussed, friends of the pod will know that uh, in episode two, I registered my distaste for registered Mrs. Swift. with the with the registries. Yeah. Like, I understand not liking her with, like, the um, Kanye drama, but then it came out this year that she was telling the truth the whole time, and Kim only sent part of the clip, so more of a reason to like Oh, no, the Kanye, on the, with the Kanye Taylor thing, I was very much, like, always on Taylor's side, because he just is a jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that was yeah. Tommy and so I, I same page swearing. tonight. That was pre-Kanye, like, being crazy, but now Kanye actually is crazy, so I, like, it fits like that whole scenario is very accurate to the way Kanye so is. Let's get the square. Yeah. 20, <laughs> 2016 through 2020 Kanye West is very much the, I'm going to let you finish Kanye. Okay. So Taylor in the suitcase. So as we know, Taylor Swift, mega famous. We all love her now. That's great. Everywhere she goes, paparazzi's after her. Every, every relationship she has, she's known as like a womanizer. Like she's just cannot be left alone. So there's a theory and there's a picture where her bodyguards are carrying out a giant black suitcase to like an SUV. And the theory is she's in that and she used that to escape her townhouse without being seen. Um, I think this is like absurd and hysterical and amazing. I love the world we live in when people just see a picture of a suitcase and assume that Taylor Swift is inside of it. Like, I love it. Where's that coming from? Like, is there has to be like something that drove them? Like, is people, associated with especially musicians you know carry a lot of heavy shit like sound equipment for example so it came from zayn malik in an interview with what was either british vogue or british gq and he made like some kind of offhanded comment like yeah oh she she travels in a suitcase uh, like as a uh, whether or not it was a joke or whether or not it was true because like they appear to be actually friends and not like romantically involved at all so there's like no one's got anything to win or lose here but that's what he said, and that seems to be, like, what sparked this. But also to our listeners, because, like, we say podcasts are a visual medium. You should absolutely look up the BuzzFeed article on this because it's <laughs> nothing short of spectacular. And all I'm going to say is it's a suitcase. It's two very big men. They're struggling. Uh, might be an international pop star in there. Could be a human being. Yeah, there's, like, there's multiple, uh, like, times that this suitcase has appeared. Sometimes, like, in the middle of the night, the suitcase is being seen carried by two large gentlemen who are clearly straining themselves. And as we did, we did a deep dive. And you can look at the BuzzFeed article, but they are removing the suitcase from the vehicle in a fashion where the clips, like, the the hinges are facing out of the car, which means that she could have opened it on the inside contorted herself into the suitcase and closed it and then been removed from there. So the suitcase theory does have a lot if she has the ability to fold herself in half. Right, which I feel like she's also capable of doing. Yeah. She's not much. She's, yeah. a, she's like a fairly skinny girl. I mean, also this, to me, gives me more respect for her because she's now like, no, fuck these people. I don't want to have any pictures taken of me. I'm going to hide in a suitcase. Like, she have like some sort of hatred for the pop 
paparazzi would that would drive her to this? Uh, yeah. Anytime she dates anyone, the paparazzi like harasses her. There's like, she, yeah. That's a dumb question, Pat. Also, she's been famous since she was like 16. She's probably so sick of it by now. I feel like there's um, different different coping um, methods to do that. Wasn't there a famous actor that wore like the same outfit for a couple months to avoid the paparazzi from getting new pictures? Like, why was yeah? He also was like a drug addict and like having a mental breakdown though, so that's a little different. (laughs) uh, Well, like uh, that would be less extreme than cramping into a fucking box and paying people to carry you around that's fair from that single line stick figure drawing i I think everyone completely agrees that this is possible pat you're an engineer that would work right yeah you have to show me a load diagram but yeah (laughs) bro they did it in oceans 12 so easily it probably worked but the initial mock-up looks accurate right we have to to prove the shop drawings i think he also took off his shirt can we talk about this gary where did where did your shirt go? Why are you changing during a podcast while all of our videos are on? Got really hot in my basement. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I'm actively sweating <laughs> in my bed, so I feel Yeah, why do we get like a POV view of your shirt for like a hot minute? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I, Wait, I have a question yeah. on this theory, and I read this, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is how true this is. Isn't it true that a couple of years ago, didn't she like disappear for like just two years? Like, didn't like no one see her for a long time? Yes. You watch Miss Americana. Do oh, that, they explained it in that? Mm-hmm. Well, she was done with the world. Everyone hated her. And all the Kim Kanye fans turned everyone against her. Like anyone in her court was kind of gone. So mm. she purposely wanted to distance herself and not be seen. She was starting a new relationship with the guy she's still dating, Joe. So she's like, I'm off the grid. But if, and she says that in the documentary, she does not say she was in a suitcase, but that's part of it. Maybe she's like, no one's going to get to see me. I'm hiding in the suitcase. So she basically pulled the Dave Chappelle, pretty much. I think she spent those two years renovating her suitcase to make it more comfortable for her <laughs> to travel in. Make it more uh, ergonomic. It has VR yeah. goggles that you put on once inside the box, and it becomes a spacious bedroom. I'm thinking it's more of like, you know how like you have like a foam cushioning? We have like special equipment that has, has the outline of whatever equipment it's carrying. It's just, it's just a human being. It's just like a pelican case. It's, it's, it's like a mold. Of it's her. a form. Yeah, it's a mold. <laughs> she sits like halfway into the foam. They just close yeah. the other side on her. <laughs> Taz, okay, Taz, Taylor, hold your breath. She's also only 120 pounds, which two oh. large men could easily carry. Yeah. And she's tall. True. Yeah, but she's but very she's, slim, though. Like, there's, yeah. She's not yeah. like wide. She's very skinny. Skinny and slight. She's built like pack. Wow, that's <laughs> terrifying. I didn't like that analogy at all. Well, Chris, being the other uh, main conspiracy guest on our show, what do you think of this theory? Do you think this is true or not? You're on mute, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You don't know how many times it's happened. Do I think it's true? I'd like to think it's true, but I don't think so. No. No. I was really well, hoping she was two midgets in like a costume, and then they could fit in the suitcase. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Just to make the suitcase work, there'd be two midgets in a costume, and they both fit in the suitcase. I, I'm just thinking. No, I'm just thinking of that uh, Cards Against Humanity card: two midgets shitting in a box. Like that. <laughs> if I was, if, you, if you don't think that this is true, and that's not Taylor in this box, what do you think would be in the box? What's in the box? Oh. Good question. It's it's probably just a decoy. 
Or no, you know what? Taylor Swift's amazing. She's probably donating some of her rich people shit to somewhere and she put it in a nice suitcase. She has a suitcase full of like okay. shoes and she goes out the back entrance like an intelligent person. Yeah. Or that puts a hat great. on and just like walks away. Yeah. Yeah, because she also, she has like a few apartments that connect to each other. So I think there's a couple entrances. You know I've walked by her apartment before in Tribeca. She's in the village, right? <laughs> Tribeca. You take her Tribeca. secret tunnels? She was living because she had a stalker that came in and was like sleeping in her bed once. So she was redoing the apartment, and that's when she was living in the village for like a year. Probably just a case mistaken apartment identity. I've done this before. <laughs> well, you would think someone who's as like rich and wealthy as her that that would be true that she would have like a, a back entrance somewhere she would be able to avoid the paparazzi and people. But I like to think that it has to be some sort of a bookshelf where they put if it isn't like, a bookshelf. Book out. It's, uh, I'm annoyed. It has to be a bookshelf, right? Like pulled one book. And it's obvious which book it is. And then I will have one of those in my house someday. Me too. I will. It's I can't wait for it. It's gonna be great. I'm just gonna go over and start pulling books. Yeah, sure. sure. Like, oh my god, which one? <laughs> like, oh you will never know. I'm gonna say that she like if if she's really smart, at the beginning of her next concert tour, like she comes out of like a trunk or a box. She doesn't come out of a every... fucking trunk on stage. <laughs> I swear to God, Taylor. <laughs> Same two guys in the photo like come out struggling, and then they put her down, and then she like pops out of the box like real Madonna, Britney Spears esque, and starts singing. <laughs> but it, the, what they could from... do too, she wouldn't even have to be in the box. They could put the box over like the trap door in the stage, and the box could have a hole. Yep. In, and she could just pop yep. up through it. I'm Taylor. I'm giving you ideas, girl. <laughs> Do you think in her box she has like one of those little emergency things that like car trunks have? Just curious. She, no, because then she's there's a possibility that she wimps out and blows cover, and then the cat's out of the bag. Which you have to have an "I'm being kidnapped" button. No, because she's asking to be kidnapped. That is. Also, yeah, that's kind of. She is kind of being temporarily kidnapped and then put somewhere. She probably has like an oxygen mask. Yeah, I, I was an mask. They probably have a little uh, porta potty type plumbing scenario going on. Sure they do. Fun fact: the suitcase costs three point six million dollars. No, they I throw mean, her in there with one of those camel packs on her back, filled with <laughs> lukewarm water, a bag of cheese. It's salty. Gets. I get salted peanuts. <laughs> you gotta be careful. With the, no, the cheese gets the cheese gets everywhere. Probably not cheesy. You guys aren't wrong though. There's like these little things. So. Like when you do tunnel construction, you have this box that you keep on the, around the job site. It has a bunch of these like one hour air supply little mask things. And you sort of get like a, an Obi-Wan Kenobi underwater breather from Attack of the Clones. And it goes over your mouth and it goes to a little box. And that could very well be what she uses to transport herself in and out in said box. <laughs> you totally know what like in tunnel construction that reference is. But what I'm saying is, like, these are real things. Like, these are not ridiculous things that people would have to go out of their way to make. Like, it'd be no, very easy to get a little bottle of, like, yeah. one hour worth of oxygen. Well, I, I actually, I want to hear from everyone to see if anyone else agrees with Emily that this is not true. So I, I want to go around and have, hear everyone's opinion on whether or not this is true or not. I'm going to go with, uh, no, it's probably not true, unfortunately. Do I want it to be true? Absolutely. Is it true? No, she probably just does it and goes out the back door or that's like the car that leaves after her and that's just what they take the picture of because they okay. got there late but i was just gonna say i don't think it's true just because i'm looking up human size carrying cases now <laughs> and i don't really see any so she definitely had to do like a custom build or she something made 125 million dollars i don't think it's true I'm, I'm sure she, i'm sure yeah, it's, it's on a budget yeah. i was on a watch list now guys
<laughs> you know too much. Either I was going to say that's going to be like the dark web. It's one of two things. Either she planted it there and let it be known that it could be her in the box and she's fucking with everyone or, or that is her in the box. Th- those are the two options, yes. I, th- I think she just wants to troll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we have to maintain our... We're, we're an anti-Taylor Swift podcast, so somebody has to say She's in the box. No! She's in the fucking box. <laughs> well, and let me ask you this. Not, not her, the box related. Do you think that any of the backlash she's received is at all warranted? Like, the songs releasing about boyfriends and stuff? Like, you don't think any of the backlash is warranted? No, because if a guy does that, it doesn't matter. If a guy's like, oh, I sleep with all these girls, no one cares. Why? Who Who cares? That is fair. And Halsey her, is doing it now. Yeah, but let also, her date whoever she, she wants to date. True. Halsey did objectively win her breakup, though. So, like, I don't know. True. Easy. Yeah, it's scumbag. Well, he was seen with Ashley Benson. Do you see that? Yeah, what the fuck? Who are these Ashley, Isn't Ashley Benson a, a lesbian? <laughs> She was. Yeah, she, she just broke up Cyrus. with Cara Delevingne. No. That, oh, Cara that was a mistake on her part. Yeah, that was a mistake <laughs> for all of humanity. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Come on, Pat. Miley Cyrus is dating that other chick, uh, Brody Jenner's. That was for like five seconds in Italy. Now she's with Cody Simpson. Uh, is that a woman we, or a guy? We definitely talked about that. That's this. a guy. Cody Simpson. Oh, okay. oh, the blonde, like, Australian singer? I know yes. And he used to date Gigi Hadid a million years ago, who's now pregnant also, and is Amy Leek's baby. Wait, so he's hot, this guy. Yeah, super hot. Oh, super okay, cool. hot. Good to know. Thank you. Can we, can, we, can we get back on Taylor Swift's box, or are we done with that? I think Calvin <laughs> Harris is pretty done with that. What? Oh. Oof. Oh, my God. Nice. That was a bad breakup. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was about as ugly as they get in Hollywood. Yeah, and she, like, wrote a song for him under a different name, and he blew up her spot. Like, I think she tries she, to be no, nice she and good. Tried to, no, she tried to come at him for more money and say that he was not honoring the agreement. And then he posted the agreement on Twitter and was like, here's the signed ghostwriting agreement. Here's what she was receiving. She was receiving this much. Don't come for me. Oh, my God, really? I need to look at that more. Yeah, because it was on his label, too. So it would have been, like, a bigger yeah. thing for him. Yeah, wow, he was like he was she... very, like, objectively, no, fuck you. I'm not taking this. But she, why would she come to him for money? She definitely has more money than him. No, but, no they, so, fun fact, when they were dating, uh, they both made $125 million a year for the two years that they were dating. So they made the exact same amount of money. And no, apparently it was just like her business. It sounded like it might've been her, like, her manager being like a salty asshole. I'm like, I could get my Taylor more money out of this. Look at this piece of shit. Yeah, <clears> and it kind of blew up in her face. Whether or not she you know, said go, it still blew up in her face just because her name's on it. Yeah, you need to watch the documentary. I'm open to it. Listen, when, nothing, they, when, her, when certain time. songs come on in certain bars that I go to, people go batshit wild, and I'm one of those people. So <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. You guys remember when we used to have Taylor Swift Tuesdays in high school? Yes. <laughs> it was yes. What? amazing. For, for context, in high school, we used to have like a closed circuit TV station that we would do like our morning announcements on. And before they would come on with the announcements, we would play music. And every Tuesday, it would be Taylor Swift Tuesday. Um, Emily, Chris, you guys have anything else that was top of mind in terms of conspiracy theories for today, or any, any small ones? Anything on your mind, maybe? Quick. Yeah, I have another one. Have you guys ever <laughs> heard of the Demi Lovato one, Poot? Uh, did you know it's this to me? Poot. P O O T. Poot. L O L. Okay. So th- <laughs> this Please. is literally just why I just love people so much. Okay, so. I don't even know where it was, but a paparazzi took a picture of Demi Lovato and the lighting 
just like really hit her face terrible. It almost looked like she was like kind of bald. Like it was just a terrible picture of her. So instead of just being like, wow, that's a bad picture, the whole world comes up with this theory that this is her <laughs> twin sister that's been locked in the basement her whole life named Poot Lovato. So that <laughs> there's all these websites about Poot and how, um, yeah, um, <laughs> such a bad picture. It's like a bad Picasso drawing from like right before he started to make everything a triangle. Is that one of those vectors or whatever they're called? Them? What the heck? <laughs> That's yeah, what happens so, when there's too many flashes. No, honestly. And so I don't know who made this up and how it spread, but they're like, yeah, this is her twin sister who's been locked in the basement, never seen the light of day before, and she finally got out for this event. And Jenny's just like, uh, no, it's just a bad picture. It's an ugly stepsister. No, she oh looks God. like a baby. The you the old, no, if you took the old filter on Snapchat and you put it on a baby, that's exactly what this looks like. That's a bad picture of Demi. <laughs> but where did the name Poot come from? Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, that that's actually, that was my question. No clue. Also, can we also say that Demi Lovato has three actual sisters? Poot Lovato. Yeah, Poot. Real and not named Poot. All I'm going to say is wherever this episode uh, is right now, we need to do this again. Yes. This was awesome. Who Lovato person of the year. <laughs> Somebody did a time cover. <laughs> what was that? A, a Onion article or something? No, the, the whole Poot po Lovato thing was just a Twitter troll that was very popular and just put out this drawing and this picture. They're like, this is Poot. Poot's lived in a basement forever some like unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt shit going on. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's just a really terrible picture. Oh, wait, no, that uh, can we bring, can enough. we make it a mission to bring back Poot? <laughs> yes. I was going to say, Tom, don't, don't mention it's an onion article or, or else Carl might try to use it in a, in a paper. <laughs> Did that happen? Oh, yes. The look of severe disapproval on Carl's face. Oh, I thought, it, I thought I you were... I, I heard Carl and then what? Something oh. with an onion. No, that's okay. About, <laughs> no, no, we were just talking about the time that you uh, wrote an essay and you cited the onion. When did that happen? <laughs> <Sophomore> year. <laughs> well, thank God you forgot that. Thank God. I need to look that up. I'm a business major. I don't really write too many essays, so... Maybe we just Mandela effect that entire event and just stuck with it all these years. <laughs> Ooh, it That's all what I like back. to call a perfect circle. Wait, I actually, I actually have a quick uh, question for Chris. Would you consider the eight four five upstate? I'm just curious. What the uh, can of worms specifically or everywhere? Where where we're from? Like, would you consider no, that upstate? Okay, eat shit, you guys. Okay, so what you just did, Chris, was you took a glass jar of worms and you threw it at a brick wall. Oh, no, this is fun. I'm ready for battle. No, Chris is upstate. Change my mind. Uh, it's not. You're incorrect. Anything north of the Bronx border is upstate. I mean, that's spoken like a true closer. I'm closer to Midtown than you, I swear. Problem? Geographically, in terms of how many miles, how, however long the state of New York is, technically... Putnam County, Rockland County are not upstate. It's not really upstate, but we like to call it upstate just to piss all you guys off. Yeah, I went back to the farm, and that's why I've been watching some NASCAR. <laughs> back to my roots. <laughs> you are you sure you're not from Rochester? Oh, God. Rochester? He gets his jabs in by saying in Long Island, so it's fine. Oh, that's... Mm. 
Why do we invite me. him on the pod if he's going to say things like that? Don't be. Don't say <laughs> that. In? Makes, oh, in Long Island. Uh, <laughs> uncomfortable. Mark, Pat, Kyle, are you guys in Manhattan right now? Yeah, I am in Manhattan, Manhattan because Manhattan, Manhattan is the borough. borough. I'm, on, yeah, I'm on the island of Manhattan. All right. Well, it has a double meaning, so. Mm-mm. Why? If you're in Marble Hill, you're in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in Governor's Island, if you're on any island that comprises Manhattan. So you're Boy, on Manhattan. Bitch. You're on Manhattan Island. Yes, you're on Manhattan Island. You're in Manhattan. You're in the borough of Manhattan. You're in Manhattan. Yes. And here's, here's, the, here's the distinction I'm going to make. You have Long Island and Manhattan Island. What's the common word? It's island. That's what means you have to say on. Triggers it. Some in long. If, you, uh, well, if you're in long, then where the fuck Correct. are you? <laughs> well, if you're in Queens, you're technically long? on Long Island. So, But you're in Queens. You're in Queens. You're on Long That's Island. That's how you would refer to it. So you're not on Queens. Because it's not the island isn't called Queens. The island is called Long Island. Anywho. <laughs> I was going to say, can we get, let's, let's table this. Because this is a discussion that can go on for hours on end with no good answers. So I was going to say. Uh, that's our entire podcast. Aren't we? Well, that's that's accurate. So but yeah, when when we have these conversations in the future, please, uh, you guys are more than welcome to come back on because we do uh, talk about a lot, a lot of random crap, and it seems like you guys also are in tune with said random crap. So, no, I like this is a good podcast. You guys do a great job. Yeah, you do. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Gosh. We're looking forward to uh, your. When is your first episode dropping? That's a great question. We do not. Where's um, Mike? We Lowe? Did, oh. probably, uh, well, we will plug you on our socials and everything thanks and we'll post when we're gonna release our episodes and uh we loved being on so definitely you guys will have to come on ours sometime we'll come yeah. back whenever definitely where uh, can the kids adding, find I you speak for the whole podcast when i say we'll definitely have you guys back again but um yeah where can we find you guys on social media you can find us on instagram at conspiracy club podcast boom fantastic very good well, yeah, thanks again to Emily and Chris for joining us today for our conspiracy discussion. Obviously, like we've all alluded to, definitely check them out when they release their initial episode and obviously follow them on social media. And thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And we will catch you guys on the next one. So that'll do it for the interview with Emily and Chris. Obviously, our thanks to them for a great hour of conversation about conspiracies again you guys can check them out they are conspiracy club they are yet to be released so we will let you guys know as soon as they are having their podcast be released to the, the public they are but, up on uh, instagram though so check them out we'll have their page up for your reference. yeah we'll, we'll put their feed in the description at the bottom so we'll, we'll get that all for you guys so you can get them to follow we figured we'd come back here after the interview just kind of wrap things up and, and talk about kind of what we talked about and our thoughts about the conversation as a whole. So talk about a lot of interesting things, you know, the Mandela effect, Stevie Wonder, Taylor Swift. So anyone comment on any of those things, but uh, who wants to kind of get the ball rolling, give their thoughts on, on the conversation with Emily and Chris. I just have one thing to say. I'm going to hit on our little, our little time that we talked about Taylor. I just, and I know that, um, you know, everyone's a big fan of Taylor Swift, but uh, I, I can just tell you that I don't like her even more after after that conversation you know, having <laughs> because let's be realistic we all know she's in the box she's obviously in the box she's in the damn box so, so nothing so nothing emily said convinced you in the or swayed you in the right direction no she's in the box taylor's in the sorry emily but taylor's in the box tay tay's in the box tay tay's in the box and the only, mm-hmm. you know what she asked for this fame 
So just give the people what they want. That's all I have to say. I mean, why walk sideways when you could be in a box? <laughs> we will also have to post that clip because we did a little research <laughs> yes. before we did the episode, and we found this just ridiculous Buzzfeed we're article. Because we We should link. We'll link the Buzzfeed article in the episode. Yeah, we'll get it so everyone can see it. But we will actually yeah. post the clip on our Instagram and our Twitter feed as well, so you can all see just the ridiculousness that is Taylor Swift's sideways moonwalk. Splendid is the word I would use. <laughs> Splendidly <laughs> creepy. Mm-hmm. It's extraterrestrial. If you yeah, there's yeah. it's. Her movements are very, I don't know. It's like she's done it a hundred million times. It reminded me yeah. of like some sort of lizard shit, like some Zuckerberg, like. Wait, yeah. like a lizard poop or like some lizard stuff? No, like stuff. <laughs> not not oh, the okay. lizard okay. mannerisms. Um, Tom, so Mike, Tom you, had, all about that. you had something to say. You on mute? You're on mute. You're on mute. You're on mute. We really oh. should name this episode You're on Mute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we really are hanging ourselves out to dry by adding a BuzzFeed article to this thing because like that just shows how poor journalism we are like we literally <laughs> that was every... such a funny fucking article though you gotta get it was a great article but are we claiming BuzzFeed is journalism no well I was gonna well, say BuzzFeed of. is right up there next to Wall Street Journal and uh New York Times and the New York Times yeah it's journalism technically TMZ is journalism don't like them it's true. It's like when all of our friends in college used to write for what was like her campus or whatever. Oh, yeah. Shit yeah. <laughs> My coworkers actually found like one of our friends did a, an article about me for her campus and my coworkers actually found it and it was just a horrible week of my life. There's at one God, point they time, only did a, it for a week? Yeah. I mean, it gets kind of old Sucked. after a while. There's only so many times you can make fun of the. Oof. It's like the opening picture is me laying on someone's futon and it says, paint me like one of your French girls. So that. I need to find that article again. Oh, we'll, we'll track it down. We need, yeah. we need to shame yeah, him. If, Pat, if you could go ahead and circulate that, that'd be great. Speaking of weird shit, though, can we talk about how Chris just took his shirt off in the middle of that interview? <laughs> you know who else hot? seems to have done that? Are you doing that in homage to pay homage? Or is, were you just, are you hot in there? Or are you getting ready for bed? It's always hot in here. I'm here. But um, no, it's in solidarity. Big power move. I respect that. Take your shirt off in the middle of a your homies podcast. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I thought a, it was funny. We should have one person take their shirt off for the uh, duration random. of the rest of the episodes. And then maybe it'll be a fun little game. To, you got to figure out who took their shirt off. Yeah. Called we'll shirtless we'll roulette for all the listeners out there. Yeah. Based That's on the laughs, pause. like during the podcast, try to determine who's shirtless in the episode. Prior to Dan putting up the video caption the video picture of us and nobody's allowed to make any jokes that insinuate one way or another okay mike yeah that was a fair call out (laughs) it was very fair like if i was you you would be the one because mike is the kind of person for all of our our listeners that looks up how things end before he watches them oh my god he is he ruined so many like he ruined loss for me man well that was not i mean you you would you would have hated time. yourselves more. He yeah. ruined Lost for me too, and therefore I didn't watch the whole series. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> That's a great point. Mike does look up little, like lots of movies before he goes and sees them in theaters. That's and then he insinuates everything that's going to happen. And all you want to do the whole time is stab him in the chest plate. I'm sitting next to ripped off a Dane Cook joke, basically, and that was kind of it. So that's Pat's thing, though. He usually rips off the Dane Cook jokes. Well, see, in my other friend groups, I do that. So, yeah. So, so you're, you're the other resident. <laughs> You've got two of you now. Oh, boy. There's not room in this town for the two of us. 
Well, I also want to pass things over to Carl because he actually hasn't said much yet, but I want to hear, Carl, your thoughts about the interview with Emily and Chris and what you thought of the conversation. I thought it was a great conversation, but to Tommy's point about Taylor Swift, whoever designed her box, let me know because I might have a few questions for you. Yeah, I want to know if she's got amenities in there. She definitely right? does. I see a lot of like TikToks with people living in vans and shit. I wonder how small they could actually go. Sure. Well, considering she's worth $100 million, I don't think she's spending her leisure time in a box like that. But what <laughs> if she did? That'd be fucking great. <laughs> yeah. It was that awesome. like hibernates before a show. She like has to sleep for like 48 hours before she goes on like a she just She does in a nice, she does a nice coma, little cocoon. Was that yeah, 50, puts, her, was that, puts her in the zone for the psychosis of the that, Illuminati. Was that in Fifty Shades Darker? I think I missed that. It was actually, fun fact. <laughs> Dude, you're still on. You're still on mute. Mike, this that needs to be the title of this episode. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mike. Sorry. Why don't you go ahead and alt F four? <laughs> <laughs> you, sir. Enough of that. What I was trying to say was she just unfolds like a stupid battle droid. Oh, okay. That would have see that would have been allowable if you hadn't been on mute like an idiot. Mm. Um, it's a rough night for me, boys. Yeah, you're night. not doing well, big guy. I know. It's the shirt. It really threw me for a loop. We could tell. I can't do that anymore. No, you guys you are going to have to be the shirt people. Shirt, please. What if I wear a shirt that looks like I'm not wearing a shirt? What if like Mike Dan's is, shirt that has his abs? <laughs> the muscle shirt. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I'll, the muscle shirt. I like to picture myself wearing a, a tuxedo t-shirt. I'd like to bring up one thing that stood out to me about the conversation. I had actually... I'd heard little rumblings about the Stevie Wonder conspiracy theory that he actually wasn't blonde, but I haven't really heard many of the examples. The driving story in particular freaks me out. Yeah, that shit was fucked up. How does yeah. he get behind? Even if you're like legally blonde, you can still kind of see. How do you get in a car with someone else and just start driving? I don't know. He just has, he has the situ- uh, situational awareness you know, comparative to that of a of an apex predator, I think. I say like a Jedi, like what? Yeah, there <laughs> wasn't because he got into the seat with a blind person driving. So, yeah. Also, shout out to you for being dumb for getting into that car. <laughs> like, like, what <laughs> yeah. would you expect? Yo, you know they probably polished off a couple bottle, a couple bottles of wine. Say, they probably were headed out. Yeah, they, or they were a little stoned or something. So you're yeah. saying that, that it was a drunk driving or driving under the influence <laughs> blind man? Like, who the, this is, no, I think this that, is Hollywood, dude. That shit happens. I think those, those cancel <laughs> yeah, each other out. Like, that's exactly. probably good. So you're telling me that uh, what Lionel Richie's knowingly going to get in the car with a blind man and say, screw it, Jesus, take the wheel? No. I wonder if that was I'm, his song. No, that wasn't, no, it wasn't, him, it wasn't him. Fun fact. Well, on the note of uh, singers as well, we also talked about the long-lost sister of Demi Lovato by the name of Poop. She looks like a poop gremlin in the drawing for all of the listeners. Well, I actually I looked it up. Poot is actually Norwegian for invisible. Would make a lot of sense, no, considering no. she's not Norwegian. Yeah, I was say, that's, a, that's a completely made-up fact. Oh, okay. See, we all <laughs> believed it. You could have just sold that, and we all would have looked like idiots. Everybody <laughs> listens to this podcast. Thoroughly enjoyed having Emily and Chris on, and we will definitely be having them on again because just the hour that we did with them was so much fun, and we talked about a lot of really fun conspiracy theories, and there's so many more that we haven't touched on yet. So we'll definitely have them on again. And we're going to head to our closing statements of the episode. So everyone, as always, gets one line to close our conversation and our interview with Emily and Chris from today. 
So we will start with this one with Pat. They did a good job. I didn't even realize. Like the Mandela effect was was really cool. Um, it's always uh, interesting learning more information, and the pop culture ones are always fun. Please, please follow their podcast. Uh, give them some love. We will go to Carl now. Carl, what is your closing statement of the episode? Uh, I really enjoyed working with Emily and Chris this episode. I think they're great uh, individuals, and I look forward to getting into why birds aren't real with them. Future, yes. Opportunity lost. Oh, we'll do a whole episode. We will do a whole episode about that. Don't you worry. Uh, we're going to go to Kyle now. Kyle, what do you got for us? Uh, again, really had a great time. Uh, definitely follow them. There's going to be a lot of good content on that page. It's going to be a lot of fun discussions. And I feel like might be some crossovers with the conclusion we digress fairly often coming after that conversation. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening again. Like, subscribe, give us some love, shoot us some DMs. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Tom, we'll, we'll head over to you. Yeah, Chris, Emily, thank you guys so much again for uh, coming on the pod. I just want to leave you guys with a little bit of advice, you know, considering the whole conversation. If you ever find yourself uh, hopping in the car with a famous blind man, do not trust that man. Correct. A less famous blind person, perhaps. And we will close things off with the guy who's out to get shirtless for this portion of the interview. Mike, what do you got for a shirtless Mike? Uh, now shirted, Mike. Shirted. 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 Thank God. Yeah, thanks to uh, Conspiracy Club. That was definitely a blast. Emily, you're welcome back anytime. Chris, put a shirt on. No <laughs> shoes, no shirt, no podcast. It's written on the door. It's not, but I can write it up real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, to reiterate everyone's point again, uh, Emily and Chris, thank you guys so much for coming on our show today. Happy to obviously keep doing more crossover ups with you guys. Had a lot of fun. Again, um, Emily and Chris from the Conspiracy Club episodes coming soon. We will post uh, their social media in our description and obviously uh, let you guys know as soon as they release as well. And for us, if you guys like what you heard today, uh, please continue to like and subscribe to us, uh, Spotify and all other streaming services as well. And we will continue the conversation on social media as always. So Follow us at uh, Insta at in underscore conclusion underscore pod. Twitter is at we underscore digress. And you can email us at jafada.productions at gmail.com if you have any more serious inquiries or any episode ideas you want to send us. So all of that on the table there. And my thanks again to everyone. Really fun episode today. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace out. Bada bing. More shirtless content on my OnlyFans. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so excited for that. Oh la la.